Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. For 25 years, Seth Lightman has seen it all. From the newest electric car revolution, solar power, bike lanes made in NYC. And now we are here. More electric cars, need for more renewables and eco-friendly products in our world. Well, now it's time for an all-out podcast for this time. You're listening to The Green Living Guy Show. He's funny, real, exactly on point, and some think his style is so raw, it's crazy. Let's do this, folks. It's time for The Green Living Guy Show with Seth Lightman. Hey, Seth Lightman, Green Living Guy here, and I'm with none other than Miss Go Electric. Oh, my goodness. I've been wanting to do a podcast with her forever and a day. She's got a big gig that I want everybody to go check out in a few minutes. But thank you for joining us on the Green Living Guy podcast. I'm so grateful for your time and willingness to do this with me. Absolutely. I'm excited to talk to you because you've been doing this for a very, very long time. So (laughs) thank you. Thank you very much. So how did you get into this whole electric vehicle world and come up with the Miss Go Electric brand? I'm so interested to find out. (laughs) So I've actually been in the automotive industry for just over a decade now. And so I've been doing a lot of my work behind the scenes and as the boots on the ground, really, because in my career, what I've done is I'm in automotive product launches. So whenever a new automaker needs to have a product expert come and travel with a prototype or a pre-production vehicle or a first launch where they are doing test drives, then I will join that team or individually and take that vehicle around and educate people about it whether that's consumers, people that are prospective buyers, or dealers who need training on that new product, and sometimes even OEM staff, because some of the manufacturers aren't quite up to speed necessarily with the electric vehicle world. So That's a truth. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so over the past decade, I've been in automotive in general, but you know, probably about within the last five or so years, I've been focusing on more targeted EV programs. So Actually, right just before the pandemic hit, I was on the road with the Polestar 2, and I took that around not only the U.S., but parts of Canada and a little bit of Europe as well. And on that program, it was like right before COVID hit, CES of 2019 was my last event, and then it was like, oh gosh, what do I do now? Because what I love doing is talking to people about these cars and, uh, you know, electric vehicles in general, and just the lifestyle change. And so I got to figure out what to do because all of my work is in person. And I dabbled a little bit in the the virtual space, but then I was like, you know what, this is a great opportunity to do what I do for a living, but online. So why not start a brand that focuses on electrification in all of the e-mobility sector. So maybe not just cars that I'm so experienced in, but also scooters and micro-mobility solutions, things that people 
might want to take into consideration if they can't necessarily afford a vehicle. There are so many different options. So I started Misco Electric during the pandemic, and that was, oh gosh, just over a year ago now. So okay. <laughs> things are All going right. well. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. So how did you get into the whole space of automotive in the first place? I'm very interested in that component. Yes. I know it wasn't part of the original questions, but I still am like, <laughs> no, I'm, still right. in, I'm like, tell me more. There's something here I'm very eager to find out. Well, it's interesting because a lot of my peers in the business and colleagues, they all come from different walks of life and have gotten into the business in a totally different way. So my story is unique to me and you can ask the next person in my sure. In my lineup that comes through it differently, but basically I went to school for sports reporting and I did that for about a year after school. And then I found, well, this is really tough because I can't really pay off my student loan bills at this low of a wage and going off to a small market and spending 20 hours a day uh, working at minimum wage or less (laughs) to try to pay this back. I got to do something else in the meantime. So I started actually working as a contractor because one of my girlfriends was in broadcasting as well. And she recommended, hey, you know, I just auditioned to be a part of an auto show team. And I think you might like that because essentially with the narrations, you get up there and you tell people and educate them about this new vehicle and you're informing them. And I thought, oh, that does sound interesting. Maybe I'll try out for that. And I did, and I was accepted. And I did the auto show for about eight years with Lincoln. And During that time, I also then transitioned to doing more of the experiential events where we were doing test drives. And then from there, got into the dealer training and then worked with a ton of different brands. So yeah, I've worked with not only Lincoln and Ford, but also Volvo, obviously Polestar, as I had mentioned, BMW, McLaren, Rolls-Royce. I've worked pretty much in every category you can think of. Okay. Well, that sums that up. Wow. (laughs) That's a ride. No pun intended. (laughs) Right? So... So far, of all the cars that you've driven, is your favorite or the car that makes you just jump out of your seat and go, now this is the car, you know, like there's got to be one of those that you go, you know, I drove a bunch of them, but there's like, wait a minute, but this one that, you know, like I always had that, at least when I test drove. So I'm eager to compare notes with you. Well, what made me fall in love with electric vehicles was actually the BMW i3 because I started working with BMW and I was like, I hopped in that thing. And at first I was like, well, that kind of looks funny. And I don't really know about that. (laughs) But ultimately, once I got in and I started driving it, I'm like, holy smokes, this thing is so much fun. It's way more spacious on the inside than I was expecting. I love the materials. I just love the instant torque of it. So then I was like, well, this is kind of like, you know, I'm getting more curious about this. How can I experience more of this? And from there, I started working with more brands that offered electric powertrains. And with Pulsar in particular, I hadn't initially on that was a static display launch. But then when the pandemic came, I ended up being able to do a video on that as well. That to drive was really rewarding after talking about it for so long. Yeah, right. (laughs) Yeah, really. It's hard to come up with a favorite, but I'd have to say that like currently my favorite that's out on the market right now that I drive uh, that's in my driveway is the Tesla Model S, which is a 90D that we have. So I don't blame you. I I can't blame you. It's a great car. It has enough mileage to do what I need to do. I use it for road trips all the time. The charging network is great. I have unlimited supercharging as 
for when I bought it. So right, it's associated right. to the VIN. And just the the value of that car, I think, is just a complete package. So that would be my answer now. Now, the one that I'm most excited for that's upcoming is okay. one I have a pre-order on, which is the Rivian R1T. So I'm ah, really, really there stoked. Go. There we go. Yeah. I was waiting for that. I was waiting for that perk. And that's yes. what I got. That's, so it's the Rivian is your ultimate design. Yes. Okay. Okay. I have not driven it yet. So to be clear, I, I've just been fangirling since they've unveiled. I actually went oh, to the good. auto show and saw their display and talked to all their engineers and everything like that. And I was just like so awestruck because I, in my off time when I'm not working, I spend most of my time doing things that are adventurous, whether that's hiking or camping or scuba diving or exploring. Like that is my jam. <laughs> so, yeah, I was about to say, is that your jam? Really? That yeah, is. That's great. That's yeah. Great. So that's the one I'm most looking forward to. I would like to hear your perspective though, because you've been doing this for so long. What about yours? Yeah. Well, let's see. The first car I ever got into that changed my life forever in this whole space was the GM EV1. Mm-hmm. It was in 98 I got in that car. It was in Georgia. We were at a Clean Cities event for the U.S. Department of Energy, and they were doing ride-in drives. And I didn't want to drive anything. Everything was like CNG or whatever. But then there was this EV, and I was like, this is wild. EV1 from GM? Let's try this. So we floored it. I'm like, just keep going. Don't stop. I'm like, let's go. So once I got out of that, my life changed forever, and I just fell in love with it. I inevitably, and my goal is to get a Model S, of course, you know, my love, when I test drove the P85D, I fell in love with that car. I was like, you know, it was almost like uh, I was started doing, and I do this during podcasts, so don't forget, but you know, I did my Sinead O'Connor, nothing compares to you, you know, it was like, (laughs) I was in love. I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. I've driven the old, you know, the Porsche plugins. I loved back in the day, the Porsche Panamera plugin because it was getting like close to what the BMW i8 was, which was about 78 to 80 miles per gallon combined. So I was like, you know, a Porsche getting 80 miles per gallon combined was out of control. And mind you, I didn't say the SUV version of the plug-in hybrid. I only referring to the uh, uh, the Panamera because that Cayenne was not down there. It was you know not much range, but the Panamera was out of control. And I'm looking forward to next year because hopefully we'll have less supplies, um, supply chain constraints enabling me to test drive other cars. Like BMW was out literally out of cars for a while that were, you know, electric. And I find it funny that you said that, but when they launched the BMW i3 during the Super Bowl, they gave it to me that weekend. So, you know, I know that car and I love that car. I love that car. The best was they gave me the Rex, the range extender. Mm -hmm. And you go to fill up and the guy looks at you like, come on, man, don't you have cash? Like, like, (laughs) fill up and it's like, that's it. There's nothing, you know, it's like the quickest, shortest fill up known to humanity. So I love that. But I'm looking forward, of course, just like everybody is to the Rivian. I would love to see a Lucid. I would love to see those other cars, but I'm giving them notice. I got to test drive it before I give a review. (laughs) 
I know, for sure. I know. So, you know, but I will be trying. I've already slated a few cars, but I'm really looking forward to seeing all the new trucks coming out because that's America. You know, the majority of America are truck type folks. So to see a cyber truck rolling around, you know, Texas and then the Rivian and then the F-150 Lightning really gives me hope. I do know that when I tried the Mach-E twice, that whenever I drove it around, especially more upstate than me, the smiles and the perks and the happiness that I got out of people, it gave me hope to realizing like the rest of the country is going to embrace this once these cars start getting out there. But it's just uh, supply chain constraints. But we've been through this before and we'll get through this. So I'm not too worried about it. I'm just more excited to see what comes out of uh, the manufacturers, really. The F-150 Light, not the Lightning, but when I test drove the F-150 Hybrid and I shared it with like the Department of Works by me, who are a bunch of, you know, triple knuckle guys, you know, real strong, <laughs> beefy guys, you know, that w- don't Manly take- men. <laughs> yeah, that, right, right. Manly men who will definitely not go into a Fiat. 500e for example (laughs) right you know you couldn't pay them to sit in it but when they saw that thing and they saw that you could literally charge an electric car in the back because it had a 240 service i had guys almost like and i jokingly say this but it's true that like they were like palm mall smokers like but they had the biggest smiles on their face they were like they found nirvana they found like the hope of like here's a guy who can bring me a car I can say I want to buy, you know, like literally the head of the department of public works busted out the door when all the guys were like running into the office saying, dude, you need to check this out. So he gets in the car, he sits in it, he drives it around, he gives me his card and he goes, I want this car. Like I want this for my fleet. Like they're already thinking about it for snow plowing capabilities. Like they're very excited. And I, I, I'm rambling on this because there's so much of the early adopter folk out there that have already embraced it. And we see it on Instagram and Twitter and all the love. But when you start getting into trucks and people loving that stuff and in America, it's like, whoa, it's coming. It's yes. really, it's coming. So that's what makes me happy and excited and looking forward to is seeing the trucks roll out and getting manly men going hey i want to i want to when they start saying i want to you're like whoa did i just have a heart palpitation <laughs> right i know it's like whoa this is finally happening <laughs> right. exactly exactly so now that we're here at this point tell me about and i had heard rumors about something about an nbc show in you so yeah. You got to tell me more because you can't leave here without telling me about this show that you got. And I'm, yes. I'm so happy for you and just beyond you. Uh, congratulations. And, you know, I'm doing snaps and you know, whatever. <laughs> so well, tell me about this, please. Yeah, I got really lucky because one of my social media friends, the Kilowatts, his name is Ryan, that runs that channel. He actually reached out to me and asked if I wanted to be his co-driver in this Charge Across America EV rally. And I was like, hmm, what's this all about? So I did my research and I was like, he's good people. Yes. I was like, this sounds like a blast. Yes, of course. I would love to go across the country from New York to L.A. 
to uh, driving in an electric vehicle. I already road trip a lot in my Tesla, but what was unique about this was we actually took Ryan's Ford Mustang Mach-E on the trip. So that's what we were driving across the country. And I had driven that vehicle before, but I hadn't driven it like a super long distance across the country like this. So it was a unique opportunity that I just could not turn down. And yeah, ultimately there were five teams that were a part of the rally and they filmed it. So the whole journey was recorded by a production company called Tangent Vector, who has a lot of clout in the automotive production industry, and they've worked a lot with some amazing brands. And so they captured all the footage and have uh, edited it down to an initial airing, which is a one-hour documentary on NBC Sports, and that's airing on December 21st. And the first showing is at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 7 p.m. Pacific. So... You know, uh, I'll be there. I'm going to be there. I know, right? Mark your calendars, set your alarms. Twelve twenty-one, seven o'clock, Yeah, and so then they had sold three extra airings after that. So then the next one is at uh, 1 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. So then they'll have one a little bit later on the West Coast as well. And then two more after that, which they haven't announced quite yet. Okay, but okay, okay. the five teams were battling for essentially the grand prize, which was a $10,000 prize. So we'll get to see on the 21st who actually came out on top. Now, the thing about the rally was that there were a lot of ways you could get points and have deductions taken off your score. So it wasn't cut and dry on just the person that made it to the other side of the country as quickly as possible. So I think people are going to find it very interesting, not only because of that, but also It was a wide variety of people who have had experience in electric vehicles and people who had not had experience. So Ah. I think that it's going to be a really great opportunity for people to see from all learning aspects, whether it's you have absolutely no idea about electric vehicles to people that have quite a bit of experience. So there were five different teams, like I said, with different vehicles. So we had the Ford Mustang Mach-E. There were two Porsche Taycans. There was a um, Polestar 2, which ended up getting swapped out for an Audi e-tron eventually. And then there was a Volkswagen ID4. So we had uh, quite the lineup (laughs) to go. The Taycan swap out, you know, or the 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 Polestar 2, yeah. Wow. Okay. Well, hey, whatever it gets you through, it sounds like definitely an electric version of the Cannonball Run to me, if if I would think about that. The only thing missing is... Sammy Davis Jr. and uh, Burt Reynolds in a car dressed up up as priests. (laughs) Right. Yeah. It was interesting, though, because, like, you know, we had to punch in and punch out every day. And all of our charging had to be done during that period of time. So even though we were going to hotels every night and pretty much every hotel that we stopped at had charging, we weren't allowed to charge on those chargers because we had to do the charging during the punch in time. So, yeah, (laughs) that's why I tell people, you know what? If you've never experienced an EV road trip, this isn't exactly how it goes because usually the best way to do it is to plug in at a hotel, but uh, it definitely made for interesting strategy over the course of the 10 day period. So, I mean, I'm just like, come on, you know, I know, I know, (laughs) you know, every time I go to a hotel, I'd like to check to see if there's chargers in the parking lot just to know if that's, I'll go back there again, you know, kind of thing. Wild. Well, we will do some promo for this for you to get the word out. Of course, we're doing the podcast 
and we're going to do, you know, additional stuff, but we'll do as much as we can to get the word out for you without okay. question about this. So wrapping up, I guess the ultimate question I have for you is based on the market today and where, like I talked about where I see the market going kind of thing, like what are your thoughts on the future? And I mean, you know, like future meaning like 22, you know, as we're ramping up here, where do you see the electric vehicle market going? Well, as we're seeing more and more options be available with different form factors from different brands, it's only offering more availability for people to finally hop into the electric vehicle space. Because although Tesla makes a great product, it's not the right product for everyone. So I see it as a very, very bright future. Even recently, we see a lot of these legacy automakers are dumping in billions of dollars to invest in not only the vehicles themselves, but the battery manufacturing process and things that go along with that to make it a little bit more circular. So I'm really looking forward to it. In my opinion, I do believe that most of the general public would absolutely love and fit within the lifestyle of owning an electric vehicle. And that's kind of why I started the Misco Electric brand was because I feel like once people understand and are educated enough to finally make the leap, they're going to just fall in love (laughs) like you and I. (laughs) Right, right, right. It takes a lot more options for people to do so. So I'm very hopeful. And I think that it's going to grow exponentially, especially with the support of the policymakers that are putting together some plans to get that charging infrastructure ready for full deployment for mass adoption. Yeah, I don't want to get too much into the show because I know the question I'm about to ask will bleed into the show a little bit. But what is your thought about, especially as I've been seeing on Instagram in the Midwest, charging deserts, as I've been hearing more and more about? Uh, I know in Westchester County, at least where I live, that we had a lot of charging deserts and over last what was in 2020 we did a lot of work with companies that are going to start dropping their chargers soon you know it does take a little bit of time and zoning and utilities and this and that but what is your definitely your thought about charging deserts in the midwest or in the central part of the country well the main thing is There are chargers everywhere, but the thing is that we need for a road trip like this is more fast charging options. So when we did our trip from New York to LA, right in like Kansas and right, like you said, in that Midwest region where it's a little bit more rural and there aren't as many options, you know, there were pretty much stations that were probably about 100 miles apart from one another. And so in that case, you need the reliability of the network. You need to be able to charge to get to your next spot because you don't want to spend hours at you know, a campsite or some other smaller level two system that only puts out you know, a fraction of the kilowatts to yeah. get you back on the road. So I definitely think that there's opportunity to expand that in places that are right now deserts, as you say. Yeah. But I also think the maintenance is important, too, because we had a stop in Kansas where a couple of the charging stations were pulling very, very slow charging speeds or they weren't operating. They were offline. So in that case, I think there's a lot of work to do to maintain it and make sure that they have more stations to be able to hop from if there is an issue, but also to keep them reliable. Okay, so. This is a PSA now that we're going to do to the charging station companies. Charging station companies, 
you know who you are from B to E to C to T that's about to come out or somebody that's connected with an oil company that you can get their name of their company at the ocean if you pick one up. So you guys really need to focus on the middle part of the country so that we can do our road tripping so that the next time that Miss Go Electric does a show, okay, <laughs> we don't have to have a charging desert heck going on in the middle of the country for, for people like us. So and to be uh, fair, we made it. The trip, we did make it and we are able to do it. We just wanted to be a nice amount of time. So we were on the clock trying to go as fast as possible. Of, so, of course you were. Yeah. And people, you know, they want to get back on the road. So. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And I think that hotels, having more hotels, even with fast charging would be a thing too, because then you could just kind of like go there, grab a bite to eat. So like, you know, or you can grab some coffee. I know like the Sheraton by me in Tarrytown has fast charging. And when you sit there, you can get Starbucks while you're waiting. So you're not staying at the Sheridan, but you're at least able to, you know, go there and grab something to drink, grab a bite to eat, yeah. you know, do the things that you would normally do in charging time. But you need more of that going on and especially fast charging at places that are grand and central, you know, <laughs> like, yeah. you know, just, right in the middle of, you know, uh, your road trip, or if you're in Kansas on the major highway or something like that. So sure, like at rest stops and stuff. Yeah. So governor of Kansas, we're calling out to you, please <laughs> try and get more charging in your state as we are uh, trying to expand infrastructure going on. So I guess the last thing that I'll offer up to you is the last words, the good in the order, and then for you to shamelessly plug yourself. <laughs> So I'm going to leave you with the last word, but Green Living Guys, One Small Step at a Time is Miss Go Electric and definitely to check out her show on NBC Sports, definitely starting on the 21st at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, which I'll be watching, no doubt. But I just want to say, you know, definitely people, yes, I'm an EV, you know, I've been in this for a while and I wrote the Build Your Own Electric Vehicle books. We did that one with Elon and I've been doing this and stuff, but I've always said, it's not just about me. I'm just one guy. And that's why I love meeting other people in the space and talking to them because I want to get more voices out there because, you know, me beating a drum is one thing, but having a lot of people beating the drum the same way, then people start to listen. So today's one small step is Miss Go Electric. And I'm so grateful that you had the time to join us, but you have the last word. Well, thank you so much for having me. And it's awesome to finally get to talk to you because you've been doing this, like I said, for forever. So you're an OG. <laughs> so I, I've been around. Car come together yeah. to check electric cars is pretty cool. But yeah, you guys can follow me on uh, YouTube. I have a YouTube channel at youtube.com slash Electric. I'm also very active on Instagram and Twitter at Electric, all on word. So follow me on those. And uh, I post mostly on my Instagram and Twitter a lot of news stories when those happen in the EV industry. And you'll be seeing a lot more on my YouTube channel coming up on car reviews and some charging adapters and some events coming up because I just got done with an EV media summit. So I got to drive some really amazing electric vehicles and I want to share with you guys. So oh, that's appreciate it. That's great. 
And do you have a website yet or no? I do. So miscoelectric.com. Oh, good, good, good. I didn't hear that. So I just wanted to make sure that we got that in there. So definitely, folks, follow Miss Go Electric around the web. And to keep it simple, at Miss Go Electric. That's right. <laughs> either, either Instagram, any social media channel. You'll find uh, me. And also on the web at MissGoElectric.com. Thank you so much. I'm beyond grateful to have your time and have you a part of this effort. We need great people like you to be cheerleaders for this movement. So to have you a part of it is just humbling and exciting at the same time. And I'm grateful to have you here. Well, thank you. I'm very appreciative that you invited me to join you. And let's keep this ball rolling. (laughs) You betcha. You betcha. All right. Well, thank you, everybody. Green Living Guy saying out. And uh, we will have more podcasts coming soon. But thank you again. And uh, have a happy holidays, folks. This is around the holiday season. so. Tis the season to be happy. Because if you're not, I don't know what to say. (laughs) Go outside, get some sun, (laughs) even if it's cold out. Try and get some vitamin D on your face. That'll help you out. All right. Thank you again. And I'm going to check you out on TV. Thanks again. And I really appreciate this. Talk to you later. Bye-bye now. You've been listening to The Green Living Guy Show with your host, Seth Lightman. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. We really appreciate that effort. Until next time.